This is Story and Rain Talks, the Story and Rain podcast. I'm Tamara, founder and editor in chief. After over 20 years in the fashion and magazine industries, I launched StoryandRain.com, a digital fashion, beauty, and lifestyle publication where we're bridging the gap between reading a magazine and shopping its pages. On this podcast, you'll discover the emerging trends and tastemakers that matter right now. As a catalyst for creativity and through candid conversations with our community of cultural arbiters, we're your resource for discovering today's most interesting people, projects, and products. And we'll explore the origins for game-changing ideas and careers. With our high-low approach to style and the belief that there's magic in the mix, we're going to inspire you to live your most stylish life. Not too long after we shot actor Elizabeth Lale for a fashion story and on location in a very, very cold New York City, we got cozy at our HQ to record this podcast. Eloquent and fully present, talented, beautiful, and smart Elizabeth embodies all the qualities of a big star. She will be. She's an actor's actor and, well, just a wonderful person. She's rapidly built a loyal fan base, too, due to the cult following of Netflix series You and her character on the series, Beck. And so we decided on this podcast to include some truly terrific questions from those very fans. We discuss her reverence for her craft, what to expect from You Season 2, her character as Leah in beautiful indie film Unintended, and what it's like to work on the set of a horror film. We talk her commitment to sustainability, her footwear of choice, her favorite books on acting, recommendations for what to catch on Broadway, how she preps her skin before shooting, her idea of a perfect date night, and so much more. I hope you enjoy this podcast featuring one of our favorite actresses, Elizabeth Lale. Hey, Elizabeth. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Thank you for being here this morning. So oh, excited. thank you for having me. Yes, of course. Um, we had so much fun on our shoot the other day. I loved it. I can't wait to see. I was going to say I'm glad I just brought that up because I want to show, well, we're going to show you the spread after we okay. finish Yay. this. Yeah, it's so pretty. <laughs> so you studied acting in North Carolina. What's it like to be in school for that? And did, were there plans to come to New York for school or not really just wanting to stay home and act? And You know, I went to the North Carolina School of the Arts for high school my senior year. And that kind of molded my whole trajectory because all of a sudden I was surrounded by fellow artists. You know, I was surrounded by my people and I didn't really know what the possibilities were. You know, in my small town, there aren't very many actors coming out of it. Um, and kind of at the school, I fell in love with the school. So I really, I wanted to go to college there. I kind of drank all the Kool-Aid. Um, and I did, you know, I think I applied to maybe one school in New York. Um, but the dream was to go to the School of the Arts and then move to New York or L.A. I yeah. wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, and you're in New York right now. But what do your friends do? Are they other actors, other creatives? Yeah, they, I would say it's like split down the middle. But, you know, some people are really anti-actor. Oh, they are? <laughs> like friends from home from a long time ago? Or just people No, that you know, I, I read a lot of interviews so with actors that you have anti-actor that, like, friends. Well, my friends aren't. But I know that oh. I know people who are like, oh, I try to be around normal people. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love actors and I, I love artists and then I love you know dentists and yeah. businessmen. You have a mixed group of friends. Totally. So how does acting feed your soul? I mean, it's probably the number one source of <laughs> food in that in yeah. that sense. It um, it like it demands the truth from me, and so it's this really intense bullshit meter for me as a person and and, and as like an instrument. Um, so it it just provides you know intense catharsis and and always like questioning and and challenging myself and it you know you, it also demands that you be fully present that's mm, beautiful have d- have you always wanted to act i mean were you a small child i dreaming of this or I when did it when did so. it kick in what, what what's your first memory of i want to be a performer you know i didn't Again, I didn't know what the possibilities were at such a young age, but my sister and I were making, you know, like home movies and yeah. I would play every character in the movie. <laughs> I think we had um we had the board game Clue and we loved that movie. And Me so too. I played every character in Clue with the board game and I'd be like the professor and then <laughs> Scarlet. I'd like wore a big sheet. You're acting out. You're playing the board game and then acting out Clue. Yes. So cute. So I guess I've been doing it for ever and I didn't realize until maybe I was like 14 that that could be a career path. Right. What other things do you do that exercise your creativity? Or is it all your focus on acting these days? No. You've got a lot going on. <laughs> Well, I do take, you know, acting class and... Do you enjoy that? I love it. I, it depends. It depends on the class. But if you find a teacher that you really love, it feels like going to church for your artistic spirit. Absolutely. Um, but I feel like everything feeds my acting, you know, even just like riding the subway. Again, like the more present I am in my real life, the more kind of inspiration I'm taking in. I like to see theater. You know, I like to be inspired by watching other things. And then I journal a lot and um, just any kind of emotional response or anything I'm inspired by, I write down. And I find later that tends to like tie into something I need for a character or you just never know. So the world is so inspirational to me. Travel, like everything feeds the, the actor's spirit. I think. Do you keep your journal? How do you journal? Do you, do you, you literally write things down? It's not a notes app on your phone. It's a book that you keep by your bedside or. Yeah, I've got, I've got one in my bag. I have like a light one for walking around, (laughs) but I have like a big, uh, big heavy one at home. And usually I journal first thing in the morning. Morning. Um, It's usually like stream of consciousness. Yeah, Yeah, it's a little bit like the artist's way, morning pages, but I don't necessarily follow any kind of strict order. And sometimes, you know, it's gratitude. Sometimes it's stream of consciousness. And then sometimes it's, I feel like something is trying to speak to me. Ideas. Ideas. Yeah. You never, that's why it's always kind of worth going back to the page because you never really know what's going to reveal itself to you. And even sometimes if I'm working on a scene in the morning during that writing time, I'm working on that scene. It just like comes 
Wow. It's just like what is wanting to be worked on a powerful in my tool. unconscious brain. What does the book look like? Like where do you get this book? This big beautiful this journal. heavy book. Yeah. You know, I love li- I love those details. You know what's interesting about this one? This was a gift from Ferragamo. So oh, it's how actually nice. really beautiful. It's, <laughs> it's like a beautiful fancy Ferragamo. Yes, notebook. but normally I love that. But normally and that's kind of how, you know, journals find you. They're given to you or I always have or you buy one and then you forget to use it, and then you're like, oh, I have this great journal. Yeah, I have, so I have, a, I have a bunch of them too. That make, that's so true about journals. <laughs> I never thought about it that yeah. way. But just S- untapped potential. Yes, empty <gasps> pages. Describe how your fame came on. What was it like hitting a million followers and acquiring <laughs> a fan base? I mean, what is that whole fame thing like? Oh, boy. Before and after. You know? <laughs> or are you just... Do you, is, do you detach from that in some I'm a way? little detached yeah. from it. I have will to just keeping you and yes. doing the work. and Yes. I, you know, I think I was more excited when I got like 500,000 followers. <laughs> right. You know, that was a big milestone. And then, and then after that, you're like, oh, and I'm still figuring out, you know, how am I going to use Instagram? What does this mean to me? How is this going to be a part of my work? Um, because I, I, I'm a little conflicted because there's the school of thought where, you know, the more people know about you, then the less believable you are as a character, kind of like the more exposure yes, you have. Yes, that's right. All of a sudden, your mystique goes away. Right. There are some actors that, right, could never do certain roles, right, because they're yeah. so known for, well, I get what you're for saying. Something. For something. They, and they certainly can do those They certainly roles, can. But it might take the audience out, yeah. or it might take the audience a minute to kind of like readjust their brain. Yeah. Um, but obviously I have Instagram and and mostly I'm just really grateful. I think kind of hitting the million mark in a way could be really wonderful for my career. I don't know that yet. You know, the hope is that people cast you based off of your work. A hundred percent. And if you can serve the project with any kind of like visibility, visibility yeah. yes, then that's a great thing. That's always a great thing, especially if you're making something smaller that really means something to you that maybe needs, you know, a platform to, to get the word out. So it's, it's exciting. Well, I will say you have a, you have some lovely fans. We I do. T- we talk to them and they, and we're going to get to that later in the podcast or the ends of end of the podcast. Uh, they've got some wonderful questions for you. Oh, exciting. Yeah, they're great. Uh, so you and I discussed this a bit on set while we were shooting, the fashion story that we did with you, but let's recap. How are we seeing Beck in season two of you? And how is the series different this season? Yes. You know, I'm not entirely sure what I can say. I know for a fact though, that they have said I am coming back. Um, Back, back. I mean, back ish, right? Mm -hmm. Beck is back ish. Uh, (laughs) Um, what was really cool about shooting season two, though, we were in L.A., which is very different than New York. We talked about that. Yes. And a whole different setting. And I them. would be, you know, in full Beck gear. What it, uh, actually, let's take what is full Beck gear? What like excellent what, question. What is what is the Beck's look? Beck has. We love the way Beck looks. Curled she, hair. Yeah. That that's meant to be kind of like undone yet done. Yes. Um, it's a little shorter than mine at the moment. Um, and then she always wears lots of jewelry. She has like a staple necklace that's beautiful. What is the staple necklace exactly? It is like a half 
moon. Moon. I remember that. With a diamond that. in it. It's made by Melissa Joy Manning. Oh, I love Melissa Joy Manning. She's amazing. She's a friend of mine. Her no jewel- way. Yeah, her jewel- I love her jewelry. Yes. Yes. Um, I've become such a fan. Oh, you have? Yes. And we should go meet her. We should go. Yes, like we should go to her shop we in should. Brooklyn. I've yeah. never been, and I've been wanting to go, and I have really beautiful pieces I from her. I could use a new piece from her. We, sh- we need to make yeah. that a, a date. Okay, so Melissa Joy Manning is the necklace. Is the That's necklace great. designer. Yes, and obviously Beck would not have a Melissa Joy Manning <laughs> necklace, but... In the television show world of it, she does. And why not? And That's why cool. not? Um, and then and then Beck is very much like jeans. She likes a French tuck and, you know, some kind of jacket. She's a little bit more um, small town dresser, I think, for someone who lives in New York. In the heart of everything. <laughs> yes, yeah. that she, she keeps it pretty simple. Um and uh, as affordable as possible. Yes. Is, is Beck's look. And then boots. She's a boot girl. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I would be in L.A. in the in the, the Beck getup, and people would recognize me, you know, uh, as her, and they would get so excited. And, and that's something that's really different. Obviously, when we were shooting season one, we were kind of, you know, what are you making? What's happening what here? What parts of L.A. were you shoot? Were you just sort of all over the place? We were in Los Feliz. That time we oh, were that's like out in the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then an Atwater, Atwater Village area. So that's the main difference between season one and season two is location, right? Yeah. And those are pretty defining. New York and L.A. are very defining cities experience-wise. Have you spent a lot of time in L.A.? I have. I and feel like I've lived there. Thoughts? I've lived in I'm a native New Yorker and I lived in LA for my thoughts are um, that they have great food because I'm a vegan and it's lovely to eat there fantastic healthy food food everywhere I'm sure you were at you went to Jessica Coslow's um, restaurant which one is this why am I blanking on the name tell me in Los Feliz we'll talk about it later okay (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I prefer New York I'm much more inspired by New York yeah I hear you everyone can watch you in the wonderful indie film Unintended it's currently on cable DirecTV Prime Video iTunes Google Play Um, you have to see this film if you haven't seen it already it's terrific was it draining playing someone so mentally tormented and and well like uh, drug addicted Right? She was sort of addicted to her medication. Yes, it is draining. But I think acting is draining in general um, because you are giving so much of yourself. And th- and that part, yeah, because she is ca- kind of always in this state of distress. That's what it is. That's it's a more hard th- place to it's be. It's more than being mentally tortured. It's a state of distress is yes. her character. Is Leah? Is yes. Her character's name, yeah. Yeah, is kind of figuring out her life. and um, And so... I would really have to go home and just do absolutely nothing every day. Is that right? That's the key. Yeah, you just go home, you shower, you like eat a little dinner, and then you kind of, you read, you do something else. Yeah. (laughs) Something nice for yourself. The production itself is beautiful, and I love how that contrasts with some of the difficult subject matter, like physical abuse, alcoholism, painful divorce. Where did you shoot? It was, it's beautiful. We were in Kingston, in and around Kingston, in upstate New York, and um, like Minnewaska State Park. I love it up there. Since we've shot there, I now go 
up into that area like I, twice I a t- year. I totally get it. it. It's a it's a magical location. It's beautiful. And all those little towns, you know, Woodstock and Kingston, they all have like these cute restaurants and there's nature. You know, I think when you live in New York, you forget. <laughs> that all that is, is, is so close so, by so, so close by yeah. that's very true so now I have, I have specific questions about okay. unintended okay that I need I need clarification on mm. Leah travels upstate with her father at one point in the film and spent but ends up spending her days while there with longtime friend Sam mm-hmm. how did she explain that to her father we see her traveling upstate with her father and he's going off to do a conference of some sort. Mm-hmm. And then she ends up spending a few days with Sam. Is it she just decides that that's how she's going to spend her time upstate because she needs some questions answered? Or yeah, yeah. exactly. I think that I think that her, um, her relationship with Sam is maybe closer to an actual father the, than okay, that's her sort relationship of what w- with her dad. And I and and I that's a result of. Um, you know, Sam was a little bit older. He was always kind of around, almost like a babysitter at times for her when she was young. And he was nurturing to her in yeah. some ways. He would yeah, feed he her. Yeah, he kind of nurtured that like wild, uninhibited spirit. Um, and and not that her parents weren't there. I just think once the divorce happened, that was her breaking point, and she kind of shut down. I mean, that's the beginning of the shutdown. Is as early as their divorce when she's you know 11 um or I guess she's 13 (laughs) she's young and and I think so her relationship with her dad is strained and her mom you know so there's not a whole lot of there's not a whole lot of communication going on especially from her side to anyone Mm -hmm. reasoning wise did Leah shoot Bill I wasn't sure she didn't what happened but she did shoot the gun. She shot the gun, and yes. he, he clutched his leg, or I he maybe he didn't, or she thought she, she thought she shot him. You know, I think it's meant to be like we unclear. Don't know. Yeah, but my understanding <laughs> um, was that she didn't actually shoot him. It was just the fall that was so harsh for him, and then being stuck down there. Yes, it was just he basically was scared by the sound of the gun and fell back right. into this. Cavern. You have to see this film. Yeah. What became of Leah's mother? Do we know? You know, she... Did they touch on that? I don't... No, she doesn't come up, does she? No. I found that to be intriguing. Again, I also think it, it, it speaks to her kind of current state that, you know, maybe her her mother isn't... Her mother is uh, is somewhat villainized in the beginning because she's the the one having the affair. So she is a, essentially the one who breaks the family and so I think you know that like as from Leah's perspective that her mom is um you know not someone she wants to be close with you know that's such a painful break especially if you feel like it was so stable for most of your life um so yeah we don't really know about we don't know yeah what happens to Leah do you think after she finally understands this devastating time in her past and makes peace with Bill. What does she become? What does she go off and do in life? Yeah, my hope is that she becomes, you know, an author of a novel. I, I my hope is that she goes to therapy and gets it all out in a moves book. <laughs> back to, you know, nature, moves out of New York and becomes an author and and writes this story. Do she and Bill become a couple? 
I don't know. That's, you know, that's like wishful movie magic. That's movie thinking. magic. Yeah. Um, because he's got some issues. They're both uh-huh. like, if they do become a couple, there, there's some struggles yeah. coming their way. And does she reconcile <laughs> with her father? You know, I hope so. I hope so. Sometimes I feel like uh, the people we love the most are the, the last ones to get our grace and forgiveness and patience. And so who knows? You're also, you're, you star in Countdown currently in theaters. Yes. The horror film genre is hugely popular with people. What's the set of a horror film like? It's so fun. Tell me everything. You know, it's, I mean, this one was so fun. It, it was exciting for me. It, um, because horror isn't necessarily like my genre because I get really easily scared. Oh, you do? Yes. Um, and and so if I'm if I'm gonna watch a horror movie, it's got to be at home where I can turn the sound off and you know block my eyes. Uh, but making one is really exciting because you get to do a lot of stunts and there's all this incredible hair and makeup from you know from the demon. Um, I bet they're fun people that work on. And they're films. just everyone was just so happy and grateful to be there. That's always the best set to be on in en- any genre. It's just people who are love making movies Mm -hmm. you were also a series regular on video syncrasy yes by david fincher yes (laughs) based on the music industry and music videos in the 80s yes and i uh, saw a few scenes and it it appeared that you were um your character yeah where did you see scenes i saw some clips did some did some research connections (laughs) (laughs) was your character a stylist assistant yes I mean, a costumer essentially. Exactly, which is like you know my I'm so into costume design. It's like I wish if I could if I wasn't a fashion editor working at magazines, yeah. I would want to be a fashion uh, costume yeah. designer. But she wanted my character. She wanted to be a singer. You know, she wanted to be Stevie Nicks. Right? How did you um, How did you end up on the show? <laughs> Tell us <laughs> the story miraculous. of that with da- David Fincher. I know it was genius. Honestly, well, the show never saw the light of day. Yeah, so no one. Sorry, guys, you can't watch this. Sorry, but it's, um, I was so intrigued when I saw. I think it was a scene when you like unpacking garment bags. There's a rack oh. behind you, and I was like, "Look at Elizabeth living I my life." I was so <laughs> sore that day. You were so sore. See, it's the schlep I had to of car- the fashion oh editor my and the God. stylist. Like, like my shoulders pain. I think I got a um, massage therapist on that show because it was so painful carrying all like the garment bags. And now when I see them in New York, I have newfound respect because in New York, <laughs> especially everyone is like schlepping garment bags and yeah, oh the pain. <laughs> yeah. How did you your how did you first get interested in sustainability? And what do you do in your day-to-day life to create change? Yeah, you know, I, I, so I became a vegan first and foremost, and that. When? This was almost four years ago, and that was really when I realized, like, the environmental impact of animal agriculture, and I was already vegetarian because I love animals, and I thought, oh, I can do this. This can be my contribution. Because I think I can do this. Um, was there something specific that made you go from vegetarian yes, to vegan? Yes, I saw Cowspiracy, oh, which is a documentary. That's on my list. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. And, and of course, everyone who watches that, you know, they're like, oh, 
I'm going to become vegan and maybe they do it for a week or it's, it can be very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. And everyone I watched it with, we were like, oh yeah, we're all going to do it. And I think I'm still the only one doing it. But like I said, I think I was like, oh, this can be my contribution. This is something I think I can do. And that was kind of my beginning of living a more mindful life. Like it, it immediately requires you to be more mindful about what you're eating, which before then was like a pretty mindless practice for me. For a lot of people, yeah. I think. Don't and then all of a sudden you become a little more mindful about, oh, what am I buying? How much waste am I creating? What am I only using once? Or what am I doing with my clothes? Like all of a sudden the whole world kind of opens up and you're like, this has to come from somewhere, you know, who's making this and, and what are they doing with everything that's not bought? You know, all of a sudden all these questions come at you and, um, and then the package free store, which is on my list. Yes. You shared your six list with yes. us that we're going to, we're going to launch a, a video of you, uh, running down your, your current kind of obsessions in life, but yeah. talk about, um, Talk about that. So that store opened in my neighborhood and I walked in and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then you start picking things up and you're like, oh, I didn't realize there was another option, you know, for cotton swabs, like taking off your makeup. I didn't realize maybe how much waste that I'm creating, like in my beauty routine. That's a, a huge thing, especially like with all the skincare, you know, and I'm definitely a victim of the skincare obsession yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard not to be I think yeah. for a lot of people yeah but the the good news is like anything you just do little things at a time and I think the first thing I got was like a reusable mug and I love it I think it's I have a keep cup and it has like a cork and glass so like aesthetically it's very pretty I'm picturing it in my head yes. I think I know what you're talking about it's very yeah. pretty and um and a water bottle, probably. And, and then I have a swell water bottle. Yes. And then, um, and so those are like the easiest changes to make because especially in New York, you just put them in your tote bag and every, the coffee shop remembers you and they know right. your order. Fill you They're up. like, oh, here's the girl with her own cup. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and you'd be surprised. Everyone is, is very down to make those kinds of changes. And then you just kind of start saying no to moments of like single use plastic or straws. You just kind of put on blinders and you're like, no, I'm just, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till I get home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so that's, that's kind of the beginning. And, and I'm hoping to do even more you know I'm just at the beginning of that journey and that's kind of why I'm obsessed with it right now is because you're exploring I'm exploring and becoming very aware and 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 hoping to do so much more well you shared your six with uh six list with us in in an exclusive video that we're launching soon where you share your six current obsessions including package free but let's do a little lightning round of faves favorite food enchiladas favorite way to spend date night Reading on the couch. Date night, nice. With a fireplace. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Favorite way to prepare for a first day of shooting on set? Eye masks. Oh. <laughs> What's your favorite eye mask? Do you have one? I don't. You know, I use a lot of skin Iceland. Oh, I was just going to say, if you yes, don't have any, we have to send you some skin oh, Iceland. Oh, yes. We love those too. Uh, favorite movie? Can you even pick? In Bruges. 
oh. or the road to El Dorado? Favorite skincare item we j- um, did oh, besides gosh. the eye masks pr- to prepare for shooting. I love Dr. Hauschka's Rose Day Cream. It's I love so the way beautiful. that smells. It really is. There's it, nothing it, like it. It makes me happy. And you have to press it into your skin. So you have to go slow. It's a good and time. you're like, oh, this and is a moment for me. Right. You're having <laughs> a little aromatherapy calm down session yes. while you do that. Favorite type of shoe to wear? Type of shoe. Oh, gosh. Flat. My initial instinct was flat, but really comfortable. I'm looking for comfort boots probably flat boots that you can just slide on no no just strings do you have a favorite brand you know i i took have sh- yeah i took my shoes she's off. shoeless right now i everyone. am i'm shoeless <laughs> <laughs> honestly that's the it. preference <laughs> socks is socks. that an answer <laughs> i'm not kind of really into socks lately it's I'm crazy i'm so into socks go to dress up look high-waisted pants and you know some black pretty shirt and boots Favorite holiday tradition? It's like holiday time right now as we're recording this. Is there something that you do or your I family you know does? You know, I make cookies with my grandmother. You do? Yes. What kind of cookies do you make? We make the sugar cookies w- with like, and then decorative icing. It's actually really hard because we it make hundreds of cookies. You do? <laughs> I love that. I never really realized how cookie making was such a huge holiday tradition. Like, Massive. I yeah. think it's because if you watch movies on the Hallmark Channel, you'll see that <laughs> every every film has a scene where they're making cookies. But you make hundreds. Do you hundreds. give them out to yes? Friends you know, and family? everyone gets like a tin. Yeah, everyone in the family gets a tin. Beautiful. Uh, so f- now we're on to some fan questions. Okay, great. Um, which are great. Um, the first couple of questions come from K Pauletti nineteen at K Pauletti nineteen. What's something you're proud of that's happened this past year? Those questions are so hard for me. (laughs) Someone recently asked me, you know, what I was proud of, and I didn't have an answer, but I realized they were asking me specifically in work, and it's because I can be my my worst critic. But I will say what I'm realizing is, though, that there are moments in in every job I have, like real moments of truth were kind of like lightning strikes and I'm always proudest of those because I'm like oh you were there and you were available to be worked through Um, yeah and that's something to be proud of for sure Uh, second question uh, from Kay Pauletti at uh, 19 do you have advice when it comes to relationships it's a big one I would say the best thing you can do is be super true to yourself and advocate for yourself really early on so they know what what they're working with as opposed to, you know, when we first start dating someone, we want to be really pleasing and the perfect girlfriend. I mean, this is me talking just, to women. you know, mix and, you know. You know, w- yeah, we just want to be easy. And maybe you are easy, but you're not always going to be easy. Be who you are. So, yeah, so have your opinions, have your likes, have your dislikes, and have them without shame. Okay, um, at Elizabeth Lale fans, which of the characters that you've played do you think mostly, most closely relates to you and why? I mean, you've had some pretty <laughs> intense characters. Maybe none of uh, is there is there somebody who has a person, a character that has a personality trait that you feel is one of your own? You know, they're all pretty different for me. I want to say Beck from you is the closest but she's not really like her choices are not really my choices the things we have in common are you know age 
artist, New York. Come the really, from somewhere outside of New York, live in New York. Yeah, the yeah. really kind of basic things. But, you know, when my mom was watching it, she was like, this isn't the woman I raised. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, get some self-esteem. It's such, mo- such a mom thing to say, I right? I know. I love it. What, also, what's your favorite memory from any set you've worked on? Uh, I have so many. It's always the people. It, there's just, I, you create like such joyful moments with all these incredible people and then they become, you know, your close friends. So I don't know if I can um, name a single one. There was a moment on Countdown where we came into the set, this is kind of funny and or gross, and it smelled like fish. And we were like, what is going on here? Why does it smell like fish? Someone had used a set toilet like a fake toilet oh my god that's a crazy story isn't that insane did it that person must have been so embarrassed did you ever find out who it was no who who knows who knows who it was (gasps) but it was bad we (laughs) were like it smelled like and it was weird because it smelled like fish and we were shooting this scene and we're like what's going on we're probably on some huge sound stage like who knows yes massive sound stage who Who knows knows who came in and out of there or what was happening yeah that is a really funny story and i love this (laughs) uh, at elizabeth lale fans said take care of yourself we love you and proud of you always Uh, right back at you i mean Back okay, you. on to El- at Elizabeth Lale Br had a ton of great questions for you. Yeah, she's um, great. Any new projects you can hint at? Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to hint at them yet. Okay. Yes, but don't worry, they're coming. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure tons. This is a great one. And why did you change your Instagram URL? I know, you lady. guys. Tell it. Everyone's upset. <laughs> they are. No, I thought they were, I thought they were pro. Well, okay, so my team was afraid that people weren't able to find me um, but because I had this random name. And I will say sometimes when someone contacts me on Instagram, they end up calling me Eliza, which is totally fine. That's like a nickname of Eliza. Right, like Eliza Boone, right? Yes, and so they assume my name is, is Eliza, Eli- which is kind of fun. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm open as long as it's not Beth. I'll respond to it. Oh yeah. What Do you have any nicknames? I have loads of nicknames. What are the nicknames? It's li- do people call you Lizzie? Do people call Some you? Some people call me Lizzie, Liz. Most people call me Lail, especially on a L- set. Lail. You know, they go to like sporting last name That's vibe. <laughs> um, and then my best friend calls me Belle. It okay. started out as Liz Bell, and now it's just Bell. And then E-Lib is the new one that's catching E-Lib. on. E-Lib. <laughs> yes. That's a funny one. Anything to shorten it. Uh, so uh, Elizabeth Lale BR actually just said, how was it shooting with Story and Rain? We were... So fun. Fun and cold. Very cold, but it's much colder today. So I'm grateful for the day that's we had. That's true. That's true. It was, it was... It was cold, but it was sunny. It was cold, but it was sunny. Yeah. Yeah. Will there be a second countdown movie? Who knows? Oh. Who as knows? Mis- as mis- mysterious as a horror film itself. Yes. <laughs> Can you recommend theater to see or a- books on acting? This is from Elizabeth Lale BR. Yes, books on acting. I would read Uta Hagen's Respect for Acting. I would read Larry Moss, The Intent to Live. Those are, you know, two incredible ones. That's kind of old school and new school. Um, and then theater to see, I would see Jagged Little Pill on the Broadway, if you can. And then um, The Sound Inside, which has Mary Louise Parker and Will Hoffman in it. That's a, a wonderful play. And then I know... Um, they're doing Sing Street, the movie. 
musical, although this is going to be the musical at New York Theater Workshop. I haven't seen it yet, but I really want to see it, and a friend of mine is in it, so that's on my list. Great recommendations. Are you working with any new organizations within sustainability or otherwise? I am working with the New York City uh, Department of Sanitation. You are? Yes. <laughs> That's so cool. It is cool because Tell me these everything. are like the real people. Real deal. Real deal. You get, know, get right in there. Sanitation, yeah, right? Yeah, and they are wanting you know to make sure everyone knows how to get rid of your waste like how to dispose of your compost and garbage correctly and what is actually recyclable and all those sorts of things and they are doing a re-fashion week in February kind of during the men's fashion week but they do like upcycling fashion shows and then have designers create sustainable looks you know from a vintage shop or how do you feel about fashion in general are you, you feel like you're a are you into I I am a fashion appreciator yeah I am not necessarily um that knowledgeable inside of the world of fashion but I'm always every time I go to a fashion show I'm always blown away which shows have you seen um self-portrait I love self-portrait that one was so good um and then last year I got to go to the Vogue CFDA like fashion yeah uh, that was incredible. What did you wear? Um, I have no idea. See, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> My like, stylist is gonna. <laughs> I, no, I like. I like that. I, like I, that. I, and but it wasn't about me. It was yeah. about. Yeah. I just love being at the shows. I like kind of the performance. It doesn't. It's not surprising that, of course, what I respond to is kind of the performance of yeah. fashion. Well, let's sort of bring it back to acting. Like, how do you feel the costume? Uh, how how important it's are costumes? It's very important. Like when you put on. A costume as a character, even as as Beck, mm -hmm. jeans and a sweater, or like Leah, kind of the same thing. Yeah. Do you transform instantly? A hundred percent. Yeah. What your character decides to wear is, I think, very um, informative. So I think it's. Ex I so I think fashion in that sense is extremely important. Uh, last question. This is still from Elizabeth Lale, Br. What do you still feel like you need to accomplish in your career? I mean, you have a huge career oh, ahead of so you, but much. is there something on on the immediate list that you're thinking about these well, days? I've, or? I've been thinking about these things because, you know, I'm. it's almost the new year, and it's kind of like time to write out, you know, your manifestation Do you list. do that? I do. Do you put it in that big notebook, or is there a separate manifestation Bible? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, I used to just like rip it out of the notebook and like put it away in my little box and this year I read you know you should burn it because it should be you, you know it should be trust you should trust that your desires have been heard and are being met in the best way that is th what's best for you right so that's my plan this year we'll see how it goes and um there's a thousand things that I still want to do in my career so I'm hoping this is just the beginning. I, I want to, you know, be an actor till I'm how do 89. You feel, how do you feel about film versus television? I feel like things have changed so much uh, in terms of like... Yeah, TV's so great. It is. There's so much great TV and I feel like it's one one yeah. is bleeding into the other. And I really, I really love both of them. I will say there's nothing like being in a movie theater. That, yeah. that changes the experience. The It demands a little bit more of your attention, for better or for worse. And um, There's ceremony attached to it in a yes, way. Yes. Right? Ritual. I like ritual. 
so I, I like that. But I, I love being a part of all of it, film, television, and theater. You know, they're all worthwhile, I think. Yeah. It was great hanging out with you again. Yes, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for coming by. My pleasure, yeah. anytime.